we thank you with everything that is in us with everything that is about us father we appreciate you we thank you for your hand that is upon our lives we thank you for your grace we thank you for your faithfulness and above all we thank you for your mercies your mercy that has kept us from january to february march april jehovah god and now we approach the end of another month father lord we realize that it is not by might it is not by power but it is by your spirit holy ghost we thank you tonight as we have gathered together in this place our gathering is unto you lord almighty we declare oh god that we cannot do anything without you so we ask that you will come into our midst tonight and do what only a God in your class can do that at the end of everything tonight nobody will go home the same way that he have come in Father Lord we bless you we worship you Holy Spirit we invite you we say come and take it come and have it your way to the glory of God the Father the Son and your Holy Spirit if you believe in that prayer tonight let me hear you shout the louder Amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to really thank God for what I see in front of me. Blessed be the name of Jesus. A great thing he has done, greater thing will he continue to do in our midst. To the glory of his name. Hallelujah. I personally want to thank God for making it possible for me to be here tonight. I almost want to not come. Amen. Today has been a busy, busy day for me. What I ask you to do is to pray for me while you are seated in front of me. I need grace. Amen. And I need strength. God is faithful. Amen. I want to thank our Father in the Lord again, Pastor Bank, for allowing me to stand in front of his uh, puppet and just to bring the word of life to you. It is my prayer that nobody come in contact with this God and go home the same way. I said that before, no matter where you are, there is always another level. Did you hear me? I said, no matter the level you are today, there is always a higher ground. There is always a higher level. So I encourage every one of you, as you come into the house of the Lord, don't settle in the place where you used to be. When you come, come with an expectation and ask your father, Father, as I have come today, take me to a higher level, a higher ground, place that I've never experienced before. How many of you know that our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask? Hallelujah. We bless God tonight and I thank God for Pastor Bank again. I cannot continue without really thanking God for Pastor Bakari. Um, I was here for his three days crusade. And I must confess that the meat that this man of God put in my mouth, even up till now, I'm still chewing it. And ask for the Holy Ghost to just help me so that I will be able to digest those words. And I strongly believe that after the digestion is complete, that message that is power with spiritual nutrients. When they are fully digested, my life will never remain the same again. I don't know about you. I was so blessed and I thank God for him. Hallelujah. When the man of God came here, he made a prophetic declaration and he said, no more lack. It was prophetic. And I joined my faith with his faith tonight that in every area in our life, the word lack shall be erased completely. Your email is still under construction. Am I speaking to somebody? Have you finished constructing it? I said by the power that raised Christ up from the dead. Because of that prophetic work that was declared upon our life. In every area 
purpose of our life. The word lack shall be erased completely in the name of Jesus. The only thing that is going to be lacking in our life is lack. The only thing that is going to be lacking is lack. To the glory of God the Father. To the glory of God the Son. And to the glory of God the Holy Ghost. Uh, Pastor Bank, when he declared the fasting, the three days fasting, I remember clearly that he said the theme of the fasting is going to be conquering lack. Conquering lack. And as I got the bulletin on, on Sunday, it seems they change it to no more lack. So I'm going to stick to conquering lack. Because when I talk about no more lack, I think Pastor Bakari did justice to that. Amen. So tonight, we're just going to go into the word directly and for the theme of our uh, fasting. I strongly believe that as we continue to believe God radically, which is uh, our first month theme, and as we continue to see the way God sees, and as we continue to spring forward in faith, indeed, there shall be no more lack in our lives. Hmm. I want to get you to the level that I want to, to, to charge me up. Hallelujah. I said, as we continue to believe God radically, and as we continue to see the way God sees things, and as we continue to spring forward in faith, I said there shall be no more luck in your life in the name of Jesus. It's a conquering luck. How do we conquer luck? When you look at the word conquer and luck, for me, I like to just break it down. That helps me to teach better. To conquer means to defeat. It means to overpower. It means to overcome. And the word lack means two things. Number one, it can mean not having enough of something. Not that you don't have it, but you don't have enough of it. I'll give you an example. For you to have a good night's sleep, you sleep for eight hours. And when you sleep for two hours, you lack sleep. Because you did not sleep for the complete eight hours. So to lack does not really mean not having any, it also means when you don't have enough of it. The second definition of lack is when you don't have it at all, at all. When you lack it completely. Dr. Bakari said lack is when you want to do something and you cannot do it. That is lack. That is why I pray by the power really that raised Christ off from the dead. Every spirit of lack shall be broken out of our lives in the name of Jesus. When we talk about lack, we are, all no, we are not just focused on our finances. As a believer, there are three areas that we are under attack most of the time. Number one, is in the area of your finances. Number two, it is in the area of your health. That is why somebody with a divine health, I will tell you, you are the most richest person on the planet. When you have divine health, you are the richest person because health is wealth. So when you suffer divine health, you lack in your health. Another area where we can suffer lack is in the area of our marriage. If you are not enjoying the joy that is in marriage, you lack in your marriage. Because marriage is not meant to be endured, it's meant to be enjoyed. Hmm. I can tell you, 
marriage sweet oh it's sweet well well that is just the absolute truth don't let the enemy deceive you marriage is sweet marriage is meant for you to be enjoyed that is why i'm so certain that in the life of anyone in this ministry whether they are here or not every lack in their marriage shall be aborted in the name of jesus it shall be aborted because marriage is meant to be enjoyed. So when we talk about conquering lack, it means you and I having the ability from God, the grace of God to overcome, to defeat, not having enough or not having at all. When Pastor Bakary gave the word no more lack, I'm so blessed with that message. There are some principles that he gave you and I to put into practice. And as we begin to practice those principles, we will begin to walk in the abundance of God. I know sometimes we will say, oh, the abundance is already there. But as we put this principle into practice, these principles will shift you and I into the canopy, into the cloud of that abundance of blessings. I hope you understand what I'm trying to teach you this tonight. I just want you to have a pictorial image of what I'm trying to bring to you. When I come into the house of God and I prophetically declare and I say no more failure. It's a prophetic declaration. But me and you have to position ourselves in order to sit down and study and make sure there is no more failure in your life. When you declare that there's no more failure, when you are writing your exam and if you do not study, my sisters and my brothers, you go fail. The Holy Spirit will not come and teach you the answer. You got to study. When we begin to do things the way we used to do it and there's no result, what, what do they call the person that does one thing over and over again and expect to see a different result? Or what? Sanity. Is sanity? Because sanity is when you get it. I wanted to look at you. If you don't get it, I'm just going to say. Am I speaking to somebody? So if we declare in this ministry that there is no more lack, my sister, my brothers, we have to be ready for a change. We have to adjust. Maybe there are some things that we don't used to do before. We need to adjust. And as we begin to adjust, we will position ourselves into that cloud. Of abundance. The word of God is not a lie. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? The answer is yes. But why are we not experiencing that abundance in our life? It is okay for me to come here and shout and say abundance. The heaven is falling. You look up. In his, it's prophetically speaking. By faith. But you need to shift. There are some things that you need to do. There are some principles that you need to follow. That will actually bring about that change. Conquering lack. How do we conquer lack? Number one. If you must conquer lack in your life. I want to make sure I'm not ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do we conquer lack? Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. There's one word that I really want to give us. How many of us believe that it is result that cancel insult? 
believe that? Result. Cancel. Insult. What does that mean? You can come here and say, abundance of rain, abundance of rain, where there is no really that abundance of rain manifesting in your life is another situation. When the Israelites were intimidated every time, day and night, there is one Goliath that used to come every morning and every evening to intimidate the children of Israel. Look at Goliath as a lack. Every morning it will come, every evening it will come to intimidate the children of Israel. Challenging the name of their God. The Bible declares, until David rose up, Goliath was still coming. Look at David as your result. When David arose, insult Goliath was cancelled. And as Goliath fell down, that was the history of Goliath. In the history of the Israelites, there has never been a place where Goliath was mentioned again. Your result must cancel insult in the name of Jesus. I say your result must cancel insult in the name of Jesus. Now, what are those principles that you and I have to put into practice as we prophetically declare that there shall be no more lack in this house. I believe that the God that has sent the man of God to make that prophetic declaration is getting ready to do something in the life of a believer here to make sure that his word does not fall to the ground. That since he has said it, it must be accomplished. Not in any other place, but in this word from World Africa Church for All Nations. If you believe that, let me hear louder. Amen! If you must conquer lack in your marriage, if you must conquer lack in your finances, if you must conquer lack in your health, there is number one thing that you have to settle in your mind, number one principle, you must have the fear of God in your heart. I know the man of God said it before, but you must have the fear of God in your heart. In the book of Psalm number 35, Psalm number 34, excuse me, 34 verse number 9. Psalm 34 verse number 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Psalm 34 verse number 9. Hallelujah. Oh, there's no one there. Let's change it. <laughs> he said, oh, fear the Lord. You is sent. There is no one to those who fear God. So when we talk about the fear of God, what are we really talking about? We are not talking about, let me see, I'm not telling you about the God that is in heaven, the wicked father that is in heaven that is just waiting for you to mess up so he can hit you on your head. I'm not talking about the father who is in heaven just waiting for you to mess up so he can take his blessing from you. But I'm talking about a father in heaven who delights in the prosperity of his children. Fear him. What does it mean to fear God? It means to have a reverential fear. It means the kind of fear that you will have that will cause you to respect him. That will cause you to adore him. That will cause you to honor him. Not just with your lips, but with your heart and with everything that is within you. What does it mean? fear. 
To have a relationship with my brothers and sisters is every morning when you get up, you stand in awe of him. Knowing that he created you, you belong to him. What does it mean to have a reverential fear for God? It means that every morning you have to come to the realization. Because sometimes we think we own ourselves. I can do whatever I like. It's nobody's business. You have to realize within yourself that there is a God that made you. That you need him. He doesn't need you. Sometimes we think when we praise him, we're doing God a favor. God can do without you and I. But you and I, we cannot do without him. To have a reverential fear of God is to know that it is only in him you live, you breathe. It is only in him you have your being. To have that fear is for you to come to the realization that the breath of life comes from him. And no matter how big you are, when that breath leaves you, the person is on the floor. Have that reverential fear. The man of God says something. He said, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. So when you have the fear of God in your heart, you tap into the treasures of God. There are deep treasures. I tell you, my brothers and sisters, when you tap into it, that is when you really begin to enjoy the abundance of rain. When you tap into that treasures of God, your life does not remain the same. Hallelujah. Quickly, just uh, give me Psalm 13. Psalm 25, verse number 13. Psalm 25, verse number 13. I'll start from verse number 12 to 13. Hallelujah. Every day, wake up. And say, Father, when you stand in awe of him, I don't know about you, when you begin to worship God out of reverential fear, your countenance will change. Not only your own, will change. The atmosphere changes. The spirit of the Lord will begin to move in you. The Bible says, who is the man that fears the Lord? Who? Somebody say, I do. Hallelujah. Shout it like you mean it. He said, who is the man that feared the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. We said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Do you fear him enough and trust him enough to lead you in the way that he chooses? We can open up our mind and say, I trust God. When he begins to direct you, are you willing to submit yourself to him? He said, he himself shall dwell in prosperity. In other words, when you have the fear of the Lord in your heart, God himself will begin to direct you in the area that he chooses. And verse number 13 says, you will dwell in prosperity. In other words, God will choose you, will lead you, will direct you to the area where you will prosper. Prosper not just in one area of your life, but prosper in all areas of your life. And that is what I also like in it. I said, his, and his descendant shall inherit the land. Which means the fear of the Lord that you have for him will not only bless you, will also bless your children, children, children. When you begin to exhibit the fear of God, that reverential fear, let me tell you, there are something that you are depositing into the account of your children that will speak for them. 
in their future. Let God look at your children and see you. There is a deposit. There is a deposit that you make into the account. Am I speaking to somebody tonight? You must have that reverential fear, my sisters and my brothers. We cannot do things the way we want to do things anymore. Not because we want to be saved, because we are saved. Not because we want to be loved, because we are loved. We don't do things because we want God to do. We do it because of what God has already made us. Have that reverential fear. Allow God to begin to lead you. There are some of us, there are some things that God cannot even tell us. Because when he say go to A, you go to B. Because there's no respect. Because we don't adore him, we don't, we don't honor him. Not with our lips, with our hearts. When nobody's watching, when you're not in church. When he's leading us. What is in your heart? Do you fear him with all of your heart? Do you reverence him with all of your heart? If we say there is no lack and we have made that declaration, I want to challenge somebody tonight. Let that reverential fear be in your heart. For me, the way I live my life, nobody is perfect, I'm not perfect. But we are walking into perfection. Every day I live my life, I live my life as if there's a big screen TV. That my life is like a big screen TV before God. That is how I live my life. Because he loves me. He watches me. I acknowledge that. Hallelujah. So if there must, if you can stand and say no more lack in my life, let that begin to practice. If you've practiced it before, ask God to take it to another height. Because the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is his treasure. It's level upon level upon level upon level. When you're in one particular level today, and as you continue to commit yourself in that area, there is always a higher level that God wants to take you to. It is only man that can exhaust things or resources, but God, before we go and meet him, we can never have enough of him because he's too big. Am I speaking to somebody tonight? Number two, you must realize that you are a steward. That everything that you have, if you are a man, plus you, your wife, or your children, or your household, your job, or everything that you have belongs to God. Everything belongs to him. Your mind belongs to him. Your business belongs to him. What he did, he just gave it to you to hold it so that when a need arises, he can use you to meet that need. You have to understand that you are a warehouse of God. Dr. Bakari said something that really shocked me. He said the root of lack in, in, in the life of any believer, I want to make sure I say it right. He said the root of lack of any believer is you and I holding on to things that does not belong to you. He said what will bring any believer from the mountain or from the height of abundance down is when you and I clinch the world does not belong to us. 
He said, when you realize that you are a steward and you let go and release what God has blessed you with, more will come to you. He said, but when you hold on to the one that he has given unto you, you stop the others from coming to you. Realize that you are a steward. Realize that what God has given to you, he has given it to you for you to meet a need. The need can only be in the church. It can, only, it can also be in your family. Don't say, hey, it is only me. Johnny will come today. Susan will come tomorrow. The other one will come the other day. I am tired. You are blessed that God has put you in that position. So that you can be a blessing to others. Be glad. Because the more you honor God, the more you obey, the more the need come and the more you meet that need, guess what? The more God will release into your life. Some of us, we are where we are today because the little that we have, we don't want to release it. Know that you are a steward. And what God has given to you is not yours. It's for you to meet a need that he will bring to you. When a need arises in any way you find yourself, any place you find yourself, when a need arises, it arises for two reasons. Number one, the need arises because God wants you to meet that need, not for somebody else to meet it. The moment you are aware, God is calling forth for you to meet it. Like I said before, as you meet it, God will continue to deposit inside of you. There's no time that you will release to be a blessing that God will not replenish. He will. I went to a, a, an organization one time when I was invited. Somebody stood up and he said something that blessed me so much. He said, when we leave this planet Earth, when everything is said and done, there are three things that goes with us. Not your car, not your house, not your job. Three things goes with us. He said, Jesus Christ, your family, and humanity. God is interested in those three things. So when a need arises, number one, is for you to meet it. And number two, when a need arises and you are aware of it, it's because there is also a need in your life. When somebody comes to meet you, I'm not eating. Somebody comes to meet you and says, sister, I need this. I need advice or, some, or something, something. Somebody just come to you in need of something. You need to take a pause and glorify God. And thank him. And say, Father, thank you for bringing this need for me. Try to meet that need. If you don't know it, ask God. He will give you direction. Because as you meet that need, God is meeting your own need. Some of them you might be aware of it. Some of them you are not even aware of it. You may be meeting in need of somebody who's hungry. Somebody may be need, God may be meeting your need in, in your health. You may be meeting the need of somebody, just giving somebody a godly advice concerning their marriage. You may just be meeting your, God will meet, heaven will meet your need concerning your finances. That is how it goes. When you meet somebody else's need, God will meet your own need. And when you meet the need of somebody that God has brought to you, don't demand a payback. Hmm. Don't demand a payback. 
Because for you to be able to meet that need is because you have it. Even if you borrow one, God sees that you borrowed it. There is a double portion that is coming back to you. I am not telling you what I have not tried before. If you meet a need in the church, especially in the house of God, let me teach you a secret. When you meet a need in the house of God, anywhere you go, especially in this, your house church, don't demand a payback. Hmm. I bought this glass. It was $15.99. You, you bring the receipt to the church to pay you. Guess what? The church will give you $16.90 now. Right? There is no, look, let me tell you. There is no duplication. There is no multiplication. It was, it's just 14 or 15.99, Brother Andrews. But when you meet the need of the church and you don't demand a payback, you just sow a seed. I wish I'm talking to, oh, hallelujah. You just planted a seed that your generation, generation, generation will come and enjoy. You put a light in the house of the Lord. Your light will forever shine. Anywhere you go, your light will forever shine. Especially those of us whose kids have all grown up and they're in different places. Hmm. There is nothing that you will give. Look, God does not want to owe you nothing. Nothing. There is nothing that you plant in his kingdom that he does not come back to you. Your seed never dies. Never dies. If I were you, start looking for something to do in the house of the Lord. I used to be a Muslim. I'm from a Muslim family. Hey. These Muslim people, they are really radical, oh, professor. They are radical. Some of them are very radical. When we were growing up and there is a need in the mosque, everybody's fighting to meet that need. But when it comes to the house of God, it's our own. It's my own. I will try. It's good for you to try. But what I'm trying to tell you is anytime you meet a need in this church, if anybody's doing it, hit the person on the head. And say, don't require your seed. Your seed cannot do you anything. That is why you plant it. If you have one grain, if you eat it, boom, it's not even be enough for you. But when you plant that grain of seed, by the time it grows, you will have many to feed yourself and your entire family. That is why the Bible says that God is the God that gives seed to the sower. Are you a sower in the house of the Lord? Are you a sower even in your family? Are you a sower in your community? Are you a sower in your place of work? Because our Christianity is not just bottled up in this four corners world. It's more than that. It's more than that. Hallelujah. Number three. We're going to pray and we'll go. Number three. For you to conquer lack in your life. Hmm. For you to conquer lack in your life, my sisters and my brothers, don't sew your coat according to your size. Sew them according to your material. If that material is not enough for you, wait. Hmm. 
and buy a big house because everybody is buying a big house. And later you start sweating. Let me tell you, some people will say, it's the will of God. The will of God will not take you to the place where his grace will not sustain you. The will of God will not take you to the place where his grace cannot sustain you. Now you buy that big house, you cannot even sleep on your bed. A woman of God won't put it this way. I love her so much. He said, don't wear the cement that you would have used to build your house. I hope I'm talking to somebody. Don't wear the snakes that would have used to build your house. Learn how to invest. Dr. Bakari said somebody came and was shouting, I just bought a BMW. He told the person, somebody owned that company. That's what he said. Somebody owned that company. There are opportunities in this land, in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't want to start going deep, 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 deep. I came to this state in 2010. There are opportunities. So, and invest. Don't eat your investment. Don't eat your seed. Put yourself in a position that today, by the grace of God, today if I decide not to work again, I will never lack when it comes to money to take care of myself and my children. Mm -mm. Invest. Don't eat your seed. Don't eat your investment. Am I speaking to somebody in the house today? Now the true word that they tell you, because I can just say and say, hey, the heavens will open tomorrow. They said, you go home, heaven will not open, come back. I say, no. Invest. Invest on your tomorrow. And say, God bless the work of your hand. There's no way you will invest and your investment will come back the same way. It builds up. It builds up. It builds up. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you tonight. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you for your word that has come forth. Father, Lord Almighty, we thank you, Jehovah, that as you have given us this word tonight, for those of us who cannot really comprehend it, for those of us who, who cannot really understand what has come forth, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would teach us and give us understanding. In the name of Jesus, let the eyes of our understanding be open. In the name of Jesus, a prophetic word has been declared over our lives. And we join our faith with the man of God. And we say, so shall it be. To the glory of God the Father and the Holy Ghost. And Father Lord, as we live here tonight, we pray Lord Almighty that you will baptize us all over again with your fear. Your reverential fear, oh God. From the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. That as you baptize us, oh God, you are baptizing us with your treasures. We believe there are hidden treasures in you, Lord. We are not just content with where we are today. Because we know that we serve a God that takes us from glory to glory. 
We serve a God that takes us from one level to another. We serve a God that takes us from one height to another. Father, not just in our finances, O oh God, but in our health, O oh King of glory. In our marriage, O oh God. In our children, O oh God. In our business, O oh God. In our families, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, we join our faith together. You said the two shall agree. Father, we are more than two here, Lord. We join our faith together. And we agree, Jehovah God, that indeed in every area of our life, there shall be no more lack. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, I prophetically declare tonight that every altar of lack, every altar of lack, my Lord and my God, from the place where we walk, from our birthplace, from our local area, Jehovah God, by the power of Jesus, we pull down the altar in the name of Jesus. In our mind, we pull down the altar. In our marriage, we pull down the altar. In our finances, we pull down the altar. In every area of our life, we pull it down in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, tonight, we realize indeed that we are stewards. That everything that we are, everything that we will ever be, my Lord, comes from you. Jehovah God, tonight, we repent. My Lord, in every area where we have not been able to manage the resources that you have given unto us. Father, tonight we repent, oh God. We lift up our hands. Everyone lift up your hands and ask God whatever you will need tonight that you will use to meet not just your own need, but the need of this church, the need of world every church. Open up your hands and ask God to release it upon your life tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, turn that into your prayer. Say, Father, release, oh God Almighty, into my life what I need, oh Lord, to meet the need of this church, to meet the need of this family. Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus, fill up my storehouses, oh God. Let my life be a warehouse, oh God, of your resources, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Open up your mouth and pray this last prayer. Ask God to give you the grace Ask him to give you the wisdom. Ask God to give you the understanding on how to best manage the resources that he has blessed you with. In the name of Jesus Christ, give me the grace. Give me the grace. Give me the grace, oh God. I receive it tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Because we have declared that there is no more lack. I will not spend my money. My money shall not be wasted anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Father, we bless you tonight we worship you tonight I want you to bring out your Bible and I read Psalm 126 together even as we close Psalm 126 hallelujah thank you father we bless you tonight thank you father hallelujah hallelujah Psalm 126. I want us to read it together. As you read it, I want you to believe it. Know that you are not in the place where you used to be before you got here. 
Like I told you before, there's always another level. Hallelujah. One to go. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, they were like those who dream. Verse number two. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. Can somebody just give God a good laughter tonight? Hallelujah. Give him a good laughter. He said, then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Somebody shall sing a song. A song of praise to God. He said, then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. Hallelujah. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as a stream in the south. Keep going. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Hallelujah. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing sheep with him. Hallelujah. Unless the Lord builds the house, they that build, they that labor, they labor in vain. Unless the Lord guides the city, the watchmen awake in vain. May you not labor in vain. In the name of Jesus, whatever you do for the kingdom and for your families, may they not be in vain. May the hand of the Lord continue to keep you. May his hand continue to uphold you. You will not die before your time. You will not partake in the evil that is prevailing. You will not drink from the cup of affliction. You will not drink the water of sorrow. I declare it is well with you and your entire family. To the glory of God the Father. To the glory of God the Son. And to the glory of God the Holy Ghost. Let me hear you shout it louder. Yeah.